Correct. Here's Philip Morris. New Philip Morris, probably the best natural smoke you ever tasted, presents... All right, we're here with Renee Audet and Nicholas Rogers. Hello, and we are doing um, a podcast called What We Don't Know About History. And actually, we're trying to learn about history, and so uh, we have notes, which we have taken. So we'll see how this goes. I don't know, Nicholas, what, what is, um, before we start, what's on your mind right now? What's on my mind? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, it's kind of uh, nothing on my mind right now. Okay. Yeah, how about you? That sounds um, really nice to have nothing on your mind. Yeah. How uh, how do you feel about this segment? I'm not sure. Yeah? I mean, this is very, very new. So I guess we're just going to kind of see how it goes. All right. But I think it's a, it's a good topic. Yes. You know, I think I'm, like, just tuned up enough to uh, possibly be funny. Uh-oh. I don't so. know. <laughs> I don't know either. I don't know if I will be funny, but we're going to see. Okay, so do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Uh, One of the women of history is the (laughs) founder of Planned Parenthood, Margaret Sanger. She was jailed eight different times because of her stance on birth control. And now she is probably in hell. But we want to bring her into view. I'm pretty sure she's not in hell. Me too. Who Who's to say? But she's not on this planet anymore, but she was the first to open up a birth control clinic in 1916. Which is crazy. I don't even know how she lived past that. Everyone was <sighs> nuts back then. Like, they thought birth control was just like... The worst. Like, I am surprised she didn't get shot at. She well, she was jailed eight times, so. Yeah. So that's uh, that's some stamina there. She was raised in a Roman Catholic uh, upbringing. Except her father was an atheist. Yes, her father was an, a staunch a- atheist, which dubbed... The family as deviled children. <laughs> yeah, probably. Which is interesting because I didn't think atheists even existed then. What? Atheists just, have always existed. I don't know. There were 11 children and her mother died at a young age because of giving birth to 11 children. Yeah. Remember that part? Yeah. I feel like she didn't give birth to enough children. Really? Eleven children is not enough. Eleven is not enough. Hmm. You gotta... Did you just belch into the microphone? Yeah. 
<laughs> you can't do that. Yeah. Her... What is wrong with you? So pop- population exceeding resources was a thing of the past. What? What? That's not a thing of the past. It is, because we can definitely come up with way more resources nowadays due to technology. No, I disagree. I think it's just getting to be a worse issue. Uh, Well, what comes into question is, where does the desire come from a woman wanting to give an abortion? Is it the child within her that does not want to be born on this fucking planet? Or is it the desire of the mother not wanting to support a child. Some people believe that there's a spirit baby that does not want to go. <laughs> you are yeah. getting way off topic. Yeah. <laughs> I just heard about spirit babies, so. What is a, a spirit baby? A spirit baby is something, is um, a baby that is picky about its birthing conditions. Really? And it will... It will self-abort itself if it's not, if it knows that it's not going to be born in the proper conditions. That is not a thing. Yeah. So miscarriage or (laughs) (laughs) or what is the child within the womb? The child's like hell no. How does that child know that it doesn't want to be? On this planet at this moment. Because it's a spirit baby. They know. They do know. Okay, anyway. So on to the next part of Margaret Singer. Sanger. Relationships between men and women. The very finest relationship has nothing to do with bearing a child. It's... It's a... What? Don't just read it. Just talk about it. So not having um, a child and just loving each other is due to intellectual intelligence. Right. If you are wise and smart and know your living conditions, why should you be punished for not having a child? Because you are an adult and you know... How the fuck your life is going to go. You're not in a state to be prepared to bring a child into the world and give it a good life. So what is not responsible about that? She was amazing like that at a time when everybody thought that every person who was in a marriage should have a bunch of kids. Right. And if you know your family's history and you know that there's certain diseases that are uh, genetically transferred. Why try to pass that on to your your child? Right. Yes. Or also, if you're living at, like in a low income lifestyle, you know, why do that? That yeah. doesn't make any sense, right? All right, and then. You're just bringing a, um, another human into existence to basically make them pissed off. 
Yeah, and I think, like, I really loved that short um, interview with her. Yeah. You know, because she was just so smart, and the stupid guy (laughs) who was interviewing her, like, there were several times where just, like, the look on her face was like, why do I even bother? talking to you about this right you know like you are not going to get it like you are not going to understand what i said what i'm saying and um at some point it was like he was saying do you think like the independence of women is destroying the family unit or destroying society or something like that. And it's so crazy. It's so crazy, you know, to look back on the 1940s and the 1950s. And I'm just like, what? Right. What did he just say? And it's so offensive today, you know. But at the time, that's what everybody was thinking. It's like you get married and you have babies. And this was a person who was so ahead of her time. And she was just saying, hell no. You know, like you have rights. Like you're a human being. You get to decide. I love it. I think she's brilliant. Yeah. The... To, to have children just for the sake of having children is kind of a curse upon your bearing of children. Well, and there yeah. was a huge thing with the Catholic Church, too. You know, I mean, like, the Catholic Church is totally insidious. And so that's a thing, you know. Right. Um, I mean, it was and still is. But the whole idea with the Catholic Church is that marriage is, the purpose of it is to procreate. Right. And so, and so Margaret Sanger was saying, no, that's not the thing. Marriage is <laughs> love between two people. Right. And that was like, at the time that she was saying that, that was pretty revolutionary, you know? Right. Anyway. Yeah, so... Um, we're going to switch over to another woman in history. And her name is... Her name is Huguette. I think it's Huguette. I think that's it. Clark. Um, Clark. Yeah, and I didn't know anything about this person until I looked her up today. Um, And it's kind of, it's actually kind of a fascinating story. So uh, she was born in 1906. And uh, she was the fourth richest woman in America. Um, She came to New York. I'm not sure where from, hence the title of the podcast, you know, I don't know what I'm talking about. 
Anyway, she came to New York in 1910 and uh, had a mansion called the Clark Mansion with 120 rooms. So that's a lot of rooms, right? That's enough rooms for shit. We don't have that many rooms. No. We don't have close to. to that many rooms. That seems a lot of like a lot of waste of space. So some of the people, <laughs> it does, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of. I got all these rooms, but you are not. And invited. you've got to have tons of servants to clean all those rooms. Yeah. Because she's not doing it herself. No. Okay. Why anyway, she? so she's hanging out with the Vanderbilt. I'm gonna do some name dropping. She's hanging out with the Vanderbilts, uh, the Guggenheims, the Astors, and the Rockefellers, to name a few. So this is in the 20s, also known as the Roaring 20s. And uh, she was super popular, and she kind of went crazy. Like, everybody was partying around that time. You know, it's like, good times. Uh, what was the flappers? Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, short Flappers. skirts and short hair and, uh, for women for, um, like, the first time ever. Um, and so that's a lot of fun. So she was super popular, and uh, she sailed across the world. And tons of people wanted to marry her. And in 1928, she married William Gower, who was uh, this bank guy on Wall Street. I don't know about banks and bank guys. I don't know what he did exactly. Hang on a second. Had to take a drink. Um, but anyway, like, basically... He didn't know what he was doing with the whole banking thing. And he blew a lot of her money. And so she's pissed by 1929. And they separated. And then the stock market crash happened in 1930. Is that right? Yeah. That's right. I think so. Yeah. So the stock market crashed in 1930. So they're separated. They're done. They're done. She's done with him. And then, um, so after the stock market crashed, all her friends, like all her richy rich friends who now lost a bunch of money are coming to... Stop. You have to stop belching. <laughs> okay. Something's wrong with Nicholas. Um, so all her richy rich friends who now lost a bunch of money are coming to her because they don't have any more money left. And they're all like fighting with each other. Like I'm her best friend. No, I'm her best friend. No, I'm her best friend. No, no, she likes me more. And they're all like fighting um, to get Hugh gets money. And she says, so this is a quote that it's kind of sad, but it also makes me really happy because it's sort of smart or very smart, actually. She says, um, quote, wealth is a menace to happiness. 
And um, so she couldn't help all her friends. She's got a lot of money. You know, uh, the stock market crash did not, I'm sure it affected her, but not um, to the degree that it affected a lot of people. She's got tons of family money. She was born into this. Um, <clears throat> so the friends that she couldn't help or didn't want to help because why would you? Like, that's so annoying. Um, <laughs> anyway, so they all rejected her. And so then um, in high society, she became sort of a pariah, I guess. And I don't understand exactly how that works. You know, like you're asking for something from somebody else. Yeah. And then they don't give it to you. And then uh, you treat them like a garbage person. Right. Nicholas, where are you going? Right We're doing a thing. Right. Anyway, so all of her former friends rejected her. And they went ahead to go find some other rich bitch to, or bastard, to uh, give them money. So um, at this same time, people from across seas, so, you know, in uh, Europe, also wanted her money. And so uh, this guy, the Duke of Leinster, Leinster, I'm not sure. He's trying to get in on that. And he wants to get with her because she's rich, right? And I'm sure, like, I don't know, British, probably? That'd be my guess, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm guessing British. It sounds British. Either way, everyone over there, like, he's got to be inbred as fuck. You know, kind of thing where it's like, his older sister is also his mother. Sort of deal. I'm not sure. Or maybe that was earlier. That they were all inbred, but I, I think they maybe still are. Yeah. Have you seen what's his name? What is his name? The new the new guy. Prince, Prince Charles. Is no. it no, it's not Charles. That was the dad. I William? Yeah. Is it William? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, whatever his name is, he looks like a turd with like two legs. Um that was offensive. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, I, I think, I think they're all still kind of inbred. Probably. I mean, it's like, ugh. <coughs> keep those bloodlines pure. Yeah. Excuse me. Anyway. So back to the story. Um, Duke of Leinster, inbred guy. Uh, he wants to marry her. And so all of the newspapers started saying, 
that she was going to marry this guy. And she had no intention of marrying this guy. This was not a thing in her world. And she was just, at this point, sick to death of everything. So Huguette, she just wants to be left alone. So at this point, she disappears. And get this. No one would ever see her again. This is true. So she's a young woman at this point, And she's just like, fuck it. I'm out of here. Right? And she lived the rest of her life as a total recluse. And she died at 104 years old in 2011. The last known picture of her was taken in 1930. That is pretty phenomenal. It's insane. Especially since photography technology has advanced. Right. That's how much... That's how much she just wanted everybody to leave her alone. Yeah, that's how much she was just over it. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, uh, uh, I'm out, bitches. So, um, between 1930 and 2011, she lived under an assumed name of Harriet Chase. And she had no heirs. She never had children, as far as I know. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, But, so, she's got a bunch, like a shit ton of huge buildings in New York. Yeah. Like a bunch of stuff. And uh, nobody knows where her money went after she died. So that's it. That's Huguette Clark. Clark. Not Kirk. I said Kirk. I meant to say Clark. That's not any relation to Star Trek. (laughs) No, it's not. Anyway, is there anything else you want to say, Nicholas? Uh Nicholas? All I have to say is it sounds like that woman was very strong-willed and reclusive and that's admirable i think it's i think it's like really kind of beautiful i think it's a beautiful story and also tragic you know i i I just think like what a shitty thing you know to have so much money and then have everybody in your life, want to nibble? Yeah, just like picking at you. Like, give me some, give me some, give me some. And I don't even think that it's like she wanted all that money. I think it was more um, that she realized how crappy humanity was. That they would treat her that way. That it was all about her money. And that's all anybody cared about. Yeah. 
That would make me a recluse. Yeah, me too. I'd be like, see you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, anyway. Thanks for listening to this. Whoever listens to this, we'll do another one soon. Uh, That's uh, what we don't know about history. Thank you.